0: I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the Atwood's End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. Kittens can be real assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs>
1: you are just sitting here staring at the wall. If I don't wake up <laughs> with jet lag, am I really living?
0: She's insightful. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back to the Atwood's End podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Megs, and this is
1: episode 43, Cambi la tua vita, which is our bougie Italian way of saying, change your life.
0: And this week, I'm so excited to say that we're being joined by Anthony Tamiza. Anthony is a longtime close friend of mine. He's a life coach and image consultant that's doing some amazing things and someone who personally always inspires me with his wellness routines. So welcome to the podcast, Anthony.
2: Thank you so much, Kim and Megs. I'm so excited to be here. As a longtime listener, attended the podcast launch and all that, I'm so happy to see (laughs) how consistent you've both been. And I'm so honored to be here. And I do have to say that I would like to give a nod to to the title of this episode. Not only does it tie to my Italian heritage, but it reminded me that I taught Italian in university as a TA for one semester. So thank you for bringing me back to that
1: No, you didn't. We're we're gonna talk Italian after this because I did not know that. And you know, this episode just feels so fitting as we move into the final stretch of the year and people begin to think about things like New Year's resolutions or or words, mantras that they're going to live by. Today, we're going to be chatting all those things, all those little things that we do to make our lives better and the way those small changes can make an impact and a huge difference in your life. But before we get into that, Anthony, why don't you share a little bit more about yourself with our listeners? Kim's obviously filled me in. I follow all your accounts, and I want to hear about your career journey, and I want to know everything.
2: Thanks so much. It's been a really transformative past month, I guess. September 23rd I was the last day of my full-time job. So I walked away from my corporate stable 9 to 5, and it just felt right. It felt like it was time. I've always wanted to do something or felt like there was a little bit more for me beyond something that was yeah. a 9 to 5. And so it's been scary, but it's been great. And how I kind of came to that realization was in 2019, I started working with a coach and it was really transformative work that allowed me at that time to kind of like come into myself a little more. At that Mm -hmm. point I had come out to family and friends and I was unpacking that. And then it wasn't until I went to go see my coach again last December for something else I was working through. And at that point I was kind of intrigued. I wanna learn more about this process. So fast forward to taking a nine week course. Now I'm in a one year course. And it's just been such an incredible process and then pairing that with my instagram where i've been doing some lifestyle stuff some fashion stuff i figure like let me make a go of these passions i have and the corporate world will always be there if i need a safety net but for now i'm just trying to help people you know with their image personal styling but on a deeper level too you know you can only feel confident once you've dealt with some of those blockages. And I'm just really excited to dive into that a little bit more now.
0: I did a session actually with Anthony. I guess it was end of it was end of August as like part of your training. And it was so good. Like, I just feel like it was so impactful. Yeah, we did a lot of cool stuff. And I'm really excited to kind of like talk more about that and like more of just even your day-to-day wellness tips Um, because yeah as i said before you're definitely someone who always inspires me especially how committed you are to those things and that's something that i struggle with sometimes so yeah very excited for this episode plus i feel like we're big fuck nine to
1: five people on the podcast <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> even though we Love both kind energy. of work nine to five but yeah so i feel no offense to anybody who works nine to five nine to five by, by choice yes yeah by choice. <laughs> it's seven to three <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i'm actually a seven to three girly (laughs) me too In I'm looking for
2: the new structure of choosing hours. It's beautiful.
0: Ugh, it's the best. Yeah. 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 We're in our flexibility era. I love it. But yes. Okay. Let's get into this episode because I'm excited to start chatting. For our listeners, we each prepped three little life hacks, I guess, that we all live by that kind of help keep us grounded and provide some structure to our life slash wellness routines, I guess. And I don't know about you guys, but I personally love knowing these little tips. I always watch those my 6am morning routine <laughs> vlogs on YouTube. Don't know what, who any of these people are but I always watch their 6am morning routines and so this episode has been one I've been looking forward to since we landed on the topic a few months ago and yeah anyways I feel it's only fair that our guest of honor goes first so Anthony do you want to start us off by sharing your first wellness hack
2: it would be my absolute pleasure and now (laughs) thank you so much for saying uh, for giving me all these beautiful compliments about my routines and when I was reflecting on this I really am someone that am very like rigorous with these things and I can probably stray like too far one way sometimes where like I have to do a routine just for the sake of doing it. So right. it really allowed me to reflect. So this was a really <laughs> good activity for me. So thank you to you two for helping me, you know, relax a little bit more in life and find priorities. So When I thought of the first one, I actually completely like just deleted it before we started recording this because I found a new one that I love. So to preface, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "We're all gonna learn today." (laughs) He's going
0: off script. He's being flexible. That's that's what we aim here. Yeah. That's
2: honestly the goal. So where this comes from is I was actually sent a podcast by Courtney Collard, one of our friends, and she sent me this podcast yesterday. There's four interviews with this guy named Ed Milet, and he is a coach to celebrities, athletes, high performance people. And through listening to his podcast interviews, I realized that he is like studies and practices the same coaching that I'm currently learning. So that was really cool because from what I heard, I really like this guy. Now what he mentioned is, and this ties into wellness because when you're working out or when you're doing something with like that has your body at peak performance, That is the time to goal set, visualize, and anchor those manifestations. I tie this into wellness because I think not only is working out in movement so important, but it's like, why do sometimes when we maybe meditate, it doesn't go right? Or when we journal, you know we end up reflecting instead of planning for the future. Right. So when mm-hmm. I've put this into use, only the past two workouts so you cannot quote me that it works yet.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah follow <laughs> up episode up, like, to, year year. to come.
2: <laughs> yes. But I do have to say instead of, so this is the wellness tip I guess, instead of mind, maybe not mindlessly, but instead of like putting on your classic gym playlist or not to discredit podcasts because podcasts are great to also listen to, especially this one when you work out or when you're walking, etc. But <laughs> (laughs) When you are working out, maybe you just like put on music that is more in the background of your head and then like through your workout, you're focusing and visualizing your goals. And so far that has done wonders for me the past few days of just like visualizing where I'm going. And I think it's my body when it's working hard and my body is sold on the idea of like pushing itself. My mind can also match it. So That's what I've been trying out. So far, so good. But I do have to credit Ed Mylett for this entire theory. So far, it's been great.
1: I, I absolutely love that. And I'm very eager to try that because I find when I'm working out, I am this like little monster and I'm like, yeah, I have energy. I have power. And so if I put my mind to things, big goal getter, setter, I hate goal getter but it's true like i we kim and i both have a lot of goals we're always working towards them and i'm gonna i love that that is yeah i can just feel i'm gonna be in ballet class being like before i'm 30 (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going nice. to be next time, like, I have a, I have another gym class I signed up for on Friday morning, and I'm just going to be, like, lifting weights, being, like, millionaire by 30. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. <laughs> These are legitimate but...
1: goals, people. We're not just being silly.
2: <laughs> As they yeah. should. As they should. I'm, I'm yeah. on the bandwagon for that one.
0: Just, like, to, like, add yeah. on to that, too, I feel like it's one of those things where it's almost similar to, like, the way that affirmations work. Like, I know that, like, I can feel really like silly sometimes saying like affirmations like in the mirror and but like the more you repeat them the more you're like wait this actually does like something to lift my mood and I feel like in a similar way like thinking about the things you want while you're working out can like also help to elevate your mood in a way like almost like beyond the powers of the workout itself like it's almost like saying affirmations too
1: or like if, a physical you know I mean? a physical hype right it adds like your body's mm-hmm. getting hyped yeah and your like, mind's getting hyped at the same time
0: yeah like it's like adding to that exercise high yeah, yeah. but yeah That's okay right. i'm gonna go work my- out after this yeah
1: tell me your first <laughs> life
0: tip kim okay <laughs> okay so my my first one it, i mean it kind of ties into this whole like manifesting your goals idea too but it's one that i've I think mentioned on the podcast before because we have talked about this but i stand by creating vision boards for things you want to achieve for me those things often spill into goals i have just more generally for myself in terms of like health and wellness i think on the vision board that i made this year there was like remember to take my vitamins regularly like just drinking more water incorporating more stretches into my workouts and stuff And having that somewhere visible to me every day, I really believe, like, subconsciously helps to keep me on track and, like, aligned with the things that I want for myself. Right. And, like, I usually make it a phone background and set it at New Year's and make it a mission to, like, leave it as my phone background for the year to remind myself of, like, the things that I'm prioritizing. But funnily enough, I actually had a moment earlier this month where I realized that half of what was on my phone background, I'd either already made a habit or it no longer resonated with me. And so I just remade a new background for the last. I did for the last three months of the year, and I. So like I guess I also want to add to this that. while I think it's important that you create something that allows you to be reminded of your goals on a regular basis, I also think it's okay and like even important to take time to reevaluate those goals and make sure they still resonate with you. And if you don't, if they don't, like it's okay to switch your focus and not have achieved everything that's on that list. Like I don't know if anyone else needs to hear that, but I really needed to hear that for myself (laughs) earlier this month because I was like, I was like, oh, you didn't, you didn't accomplish everything on this vision board. So you're not allowed to like switch it yet. But I was like, but do I even want to accomplish the things that are left? Because I don't think I actually care anymore. So like, why not make something new and just kind of like reset yourself when you need to reset yourself and not necessarily holding yourself to like a specific date. Yeah. And if
1: anybody wants to kind of reset themselves like on schedule, not really on schedule, but I, I have my resetting every four months. Because I was in school for so long and then my sisters, my my nannies, they're all in school. And so I live by a four-month kind of life. Every four months, we do a huge overhaul because our nanny schedules change. How I work changes. And so that's every four months. If you keep to that schedule, it's really good because then it's, it's just long enough but also just short enough that you can kind of – get what you need out of it mm-hmm.
2: i love that and i think i'm going to take that four month takeaway and, and kim your point about just like we're not meant to be stagnant and i think the set it and forget it mindset is like a little passe so i love that it like works for you but you have gone back and edited it because what we're on a we're in october like there's still time to achieve new or different or the same thing is from january towards the end of the year so like i think there's a lot of maturity in the reset and that's fantastic
1: yeah, like I'm a different person. Who was who was I in January? I don't even remember. <laughs> but I know a I'm shell like, of a person.
2: Would, like,
0: a shell. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. It's
2: like, like yeah, you like look at, so looking
0: back. You're like looking back at your old like snakeskin of you, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Not, <laughs> Where is not shed. me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Now, for my first one, it's a little different than than yours. Yours guys's. If a task takes less than five minutes train yourself to do it immediately. Life only gets busier. Trust me, (laughs) baby. (laughs) So I remember even in university, a friend was telling me, she was like, you're always just so busy. And I was like, "Eh, I guess. It's like 20 times worse now. But putting things back in their places, it kind of goes hand in hand in this. Because an ordered environment is comforting. When your mind is a mess, but you have a clean workspace or you've put away your clothes or you don't have that chair where clothes end up at the end of the day. Think of completing these little tasks like a little pop of dopamine because that's exactly what's happening in your brain. There's a release of happiness and pleasure because you have achieved something. And no, you will not get around to it later and that will just grow and grow (laughs) until you're overwhelmed. And so doing something small in under five minutes saves you literal hours down the road. I love that and
0: like it reminds me of this. I saw it honestly I think on some like a TikTok a year ago and I don't know if I've ever like mentioned it on the podcast before but this like theory of like weeds and seeds and basically. Yeah yeah we have
1: we've chatted about it before. We have
0: talked about this and like essentially it's like rewarding yourself like every time you pull a weed which could be anything from like oh I have to pay that bill or like something you know super just like a life admin that you like keep putting off like doing the dishes or something like that you like Reward yourself with a seed, like going to get a coffee or taking ten minutes to like read quietly or something like that. And it's this idea of like clearing energy in your life and then filling it back up with something that like lights you up or like makes you happy. Yeah. But I actually keep a note on my phone that's (laughs) it's like it's called it's called like weeds to pull when I have the time.
2: (laughs) Is this on Notion?
0: It it is actually on my Notion. It is on my Notion, and it's it's like my personal to do list. So it's like nothing work related. It's like I think things that are on it right now are like order vitamins, like pack for New Zealand, pick up (laughs) moisturizer and things like that. And it's just things that you're like in the moment. You're like, oh, I have to do that. But maybe you're like driving or you don't like you're not in a position to do it. And I just brain dump it on that list. And I find it really helps me to not let things fall through the crack when they are those like five minute things. You just do it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things is that. It's so easy to be like, mm, I'm tired. I don't really want to put this away, or you leave something on the stairs, or like, you know, whatever. You will put in the closet later, and it's that later to cut later out of your life to the best of your abilities. Right. That's why I say five minutes, because doing like a closet reorganization is not a five minute task, and you need to like set time and prioritize that in your life. But just like those little, you know, you you finish your tea. It's beside your bed, so bring it downstairs wash or, it yeah oh go goodness. put it to yes. the kitchen you know yeah
2: yes and what this makes me think of is i'm again i get a little particular with these things too so i really appreciate this as a tip but when we have like a big friend gathering or something especially if i'm the host or helping out the host like i am so team like clean up put it away before we go to bed we're making this house look like no one has yes. had an event in it, <laughs> and you wake up the next day and you feel fantastic like i just can't do the like even if you're not hungover and it's been a big gathering, even if you're just tired, like who wants to deal with that the Fuck next day? That. I'm just so team get it done. So yeah. I love this tip. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> I, love, I love a drunk cleanup every, more fun. every time I hope. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, and then you're done. You wake up and like it's clean house. It's beautiful. And you're like, this at least like it is making my day a little bit better the next day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I may be hungover over that. to holy hell, but <laughs> at least
0: the kitchen yeah. looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yes. can't move, but like at least everything's spotless. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Less- I Anthony, I want to hear your second non-negotiable piece to your wellness puzzle.
2: So this one, and it's so funny that the term flexibility has come up so much because this one is quite literally flexibility. It's, <laughs> I want my biggest flex <laughs> to be my flexibility. <laughs>
1: and in this case, I actually... <laughs> Some influencer is going to have that up in a post tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, how do I copy yeah. this?
0: <laughs> yeah, my but, flex is my flexibility. <laughs> yeah
2: and it's corny as hell if we're being honest but i'm taking it like m- literally in the sense that i had like movement written down and like whatever anyone can sit here and say like yeah working out is good for you blah 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 but lately for me ever since the pandemic like yoga and stretching has done wonders for me more so than just regular workouts to the point that i think your body gets taller like you stand you different you have better posture when i i worked in a private school so that's the job i left and i would come back like after the summer during the pandemic t- and i'm already tall i'm already Like six, three. Parents would be like, Oh my gosh, you had a growth spurt over the summer. You're so tall.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm (laughs) almost 30, but I'm still growing. Thanks, Marilyn.
2: (laughs) Well, that's the thing, it became a running joke with our team because it's like, okay, well, yeah, like, how young do you think I am? Which I guess that's a compliment. But I really do think that it comes down to just carrying your body differently when you are a little more flexible. And I just think that not only for the mind, but it's like a good reset. And I've just you get to see progress of now I can dive deeper into this stretch. Like I still can't do a forward fold with shit, but like I really want to. (laughs) And Can you touch your toes?
1: You can touch your toes, right?
2: Yes, I can totally touch my toes. It's just like sitting and trying to do a forward fold with your legs out straight, like does not compute for my body. So I'm working on it. But like I said, my biggest flex is going to be my flexibility. So you all just watch out when I'm like putting my body into a pretzel.
0: (laughs) We can do splits together next time I see
2: you. Oh, teach me, teach me.
0: (laughs) stretching and like flexibility is something that I'm like trying to make more of a priority because I'm notoriously bad for going to the gym and just like <laughs> leaving without I a go... coat on yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> leaving without a coat on and also I just especially because I work out before I work in the morning like I'm usually at the gym from like six to seven ish in the morning and so as soon as I finish the actual like working out part I tend to be like well if I just leave now I can like start work so I'm just gonna leave <laughs> and not (laughs) do the stretch and I have noticed such like I I pre-pandemic I used to always like go to workout classes and there's a stretch part built into those classes so I used to be pretty good at it and then as soon as the pandemic has kind of like ended my workout routine and even during the pandemic like i just skipped that part and i notice it so much in like my hip (laughs) flexibility and like i'm just like not as flexible as i used to be and it's for sure because i keep working muscles that i'm not like stretching afterwards so like that is a big like you're inspiring me to continue to stretch more because it's something that i neglect a lot
2: we're getting old like our bodies need to stretch that's also what i'm realizing like i everyone who's older than me like is in their 30s 40s they're like just stride like your body's gonna seize so I'm like that like I'll I've
0: got one for you guys creating an uncomplicated gratitude practice and I feel like gratitude and taking time to kind of like count the things that make you happy and that you're thankful for has really been like a hot topic in the wellness space in recent years especially in terms of like its ability to lift your mood but for me it was like always something that I felt I like almost like it was so second nature that it seemed pointless. Like I often found myself saying things like, of course, I'm grateful for my friends and family and their health and my health and a roof over my head, etc. And so like taking the time to like recite them or write them out every day seemed like I don't want to say pointless, but just like it was so obvious that it felt like how is this possibly going to lift my mood because I already know these things. And what changed the game for me was giving myself like permission to get super specific with things that I'm thankful for and like start choosing. I usually choose three every day and I write them at the end of my like journal. Um, And it can be as silly as like, there was a new episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City out today. And like, as much as that sounds, (laughs) as much as that sounds so (laughs) trivial, it actually really helped me to shift my perspective on the idea that like, even on bad days, there's these tiny moments that make it good or like it can't be over it can't be a solely bad day because here are three things that actually like were silver linings it reminds me of a quote I love from Catlin Moran's book how to build a girl that says I'm getting incredibly high on a single astounding fact that it's always sunny above the clouds always that every day on earth every day I have ever had was secretly sunny after all and like it's true it can't solve everything but it does help to not get down on those days that just kind of suck you know
1: yeah that's actually like the, the mm-hmm. prettiest thing i've ever heard when it comes to like shitty days you know that there is something that can be found in those nooks and those crannies even when everything looks really dark like it's there you just have to look hard enough for it
2: they, I, I love that too when i think that you hit the nail on the head everyone is always talking about gratitude everyone's always talking about wellness like especially since the pandemic and it's just like i think everyone has to pick and choose what they resonate with because you're always going to find like like what you said, someone probably that you saw was like, you know, or how you feel is let's focus on one or two things a day that I feel specifically grateful for. And then the next Instagram or whoever, blah, 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 it's like write down a list of a thousand things you're yeah. grateful for or else you're the most ungrateful person ever. And it's like, shut up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I've like I've I've heard of I've heard of different different ways like work for different people. Of course, like some people, it really helps them to just like brain dub every single thing they're possibly thankful for. But I find for me, on if if a day truly is just like it's a bad day and it sucks, and like those are the days that I really struggle to find those little things, and those are the days that I lean on things like I'm grateful that my family and friends are healthy. I'm grateful for right. my own health. I'm grateful for my career, mm-hmm. whatever. And then on those days when things are a bit better, I think of the little things that like make up. Like, it's like the details. There's the like, I don't know if you're thinking about it like a painting, there's these like broad stroke things that you're grateful for. But then there's these like intricate little pieces that just like make it better. And some days that's like, I got the last cookie before <laughs> anybody else got to it. And that's what I'm happy about. Hi. And like, you, the Ian. other things are just like, <laughs> yeah. And the other things are just like obvious. Like, those are, yeah, obviously I'm thankful for those things. But on top of that, I'm also grateful for these things and you know that helps and I think that's a really
1: good structure for anybody who's thinking about doing gratitude journaling or writing down a few things is that keep it specific when you can and then you know it's a never-ending list like as as many days as you have you can continue and if you don't get it all in today it doesn't mean you're not grateful for it but that it continues to build. And then you can include those tiny things. And then the big things like, you know, my family's healthy or my spouse is is healthy, all those things. So I I love that. But okay, I'm curious to get your thoughts, guys, on this one because it's so important to my daily routine. I am lost without it. And I'd probably say this is the most important thing of my wellness routine. Are you ready?
2: Okay, I'm making a little drum roll here. I'm so excited (laughs) to hear this.
1: Buy a sleep mask. (laughs) It is life-changing. It darkens your environment and comforts and it soothes. And fun fact, sleep deprivation is a leading cause of wrinkles. So if you're improving your sleep habits, your skin will thank you. And the other thing is that it becomes a ritual that your body gets used to. Similar to when we put on my baby's sound machine and we pull down his blinds, the more you put on that sleep mask as you go to bed, it'll help you fall asleep faster. And then it really helps when you're sleeping away from home. So if you have trouble not sleeping in your own bed, you bring that sleep mask and then your brain associates sleeping with the mask. So like bring 50 of them when you travel. Like that's what I do because the panic. (laughs) (laughs) And I have like, I rotate through, like I have a weighted one. I have a silk one. I have just like a cozy one. And there's always one in my check luggage, one in my carry-on because you never know. But it is truly life-changing. It really improves your sleep. And I'm just the biggest sleep mask. And it's bougie. Like you, you don't have a a sleep mask with your name on it like what are you doing
2: it's giving like chris Jenner. i love that
0: (laughs) monograms i just know
2: she has one yeah Yeah. that's it's
0: so so interesting because like i actually i just well i don't have one but my mom has and she just let me hers because i'm i'm gonna be sleeping on my friend's couch for the month of november and she was like oh this might like help with just like you know i don't know what the lighting situation will be like and so it was like kind of just more of like a traveling version of blackout curtains but it's something that i've always been like curious about from like i do wear one sometimes when i'm usually my mom's one when i'm like meditating because sometimes i find it helps just like dim out all of the room but i've like always been intrigued by the idea of like sleeping with one on but i've never actually like really tried it
1: and like surprisingly if anybody's thinking of getting one indigo has a series of weighted sleep masks and they're really good. That's where I got my weighted one, and I they're expensive, but it'll 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 pay and it's worth to you <laughs> after some time. Now,
2: what about the weighted aspect? Do you like the most, or what are the proposed benefits? I guess versus just a regular one.
1: So it just it it forces your eyes closed, right? Nice. And it really, and it adds like a nice pressure around your your face, and so there's a few pressure points there that it kind of it's like soothing. It's almost like. I'm trying to think if you're little and your mom is like you know gently rubbing your face that there's a comfort to that pressure
2: that is so cool and it's timely you mentioned that because i've tried these have you heard of yoga nidra it's like meditative yoga before sleep yes okay so the past two nights i've been doing them just because i felt like i've had busy days and i wanted to kind of like meditate into sleep and the instructor's like okay yeah make sure you cover your eyes with an eye mask and i like go get like a pajama shirt and like or slap like it sock. on my face <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> and then I, I end up falling asleep because it's such a good meditation and then i wake up with like a long sleep t-shirt on my face i'm like oh this is not the vibe go get <laughs> so yourself good. a beautiful
1: sleep mask because it's and it's that ritual of sleep too and so right. i can fall asleep standing up guys like i've gotten my and i have a sleeping disorder too and i've just trained oh. myself to to just sleep and and nobody believes me but i can so if i tell you i'm gonna take a 12 minute nap i take a 12 minute nap and i wake up and i kind of snore not really but like just enough you know i'm sleeping so the theory has been tested and proved and i i owe it all to the sleep mask
2: that's
0: fantastic i love my weighted blanket so i feel like i would like a weighted eye mask
1: guys you know what i did speaking of weighted blankets i was sick a couple weeks ago and when i was trying to lift my weighted blanket over me i ended up like sucker punching myself in the face. I gave myself Ouch. a fat, bloody lip. <laughs> and there's blood everywhere and I was sick. It's like cleaning out the blood, being like a stupid way to blanket.
2: <laughs> like the last thing you need when you're sick exactly. is like a bloody situation yeah, it, to the face
0: yeah <laughs> yeah my weighted blanket very rarely leaves my bedroom like usually it's like on my bed if for the like the winter season but like very early if I'm like not feeling well or maybe I'm like honestly hungover or like just like super tired and cold one day I'll bring it downstairs and I'm always like sweating by the time <laughs> I get it down the staircase because it's like 30 pounds yeah. I'm like oh my god it's wow. so heavy but yeah Okay, Anthony, give us your last tip. I'm taking notes.
2: My last tip... I'm going to start with this. Get your fucking ass up and that's a little homage <laughs> to Kim Kardashian.
1: It was, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. it's giving, it's giving. nobody wants to work these days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
2: don't. I, well, we don't. We want to be millionaires and just be able to retire yeah. at 30, which is the goal. So, okay, my last tip, which should hopefully lead to being a millionaire by 30 for all of us. Get your fucking ass up and write something down. Technology's nice, but as, this is a niche reference, but as Mama D on The Real Housewives Lives of Dallas would say I don't give a rip <laughs> I don't give a rip about your Apple watch about notion although I do love it and I'm starting to use it and Kim's very inspiring on notion but like I don't care about like what Siri can do or whatever like there's so much energy and just writing things down and I just like also feel bad for this new generation that probably doesn't know how to cursive write and like there's yeah, uh-huh. so much creativity that comes with it and like in 20 I guess 20. I can't even remember pandemic years. The past two years I've been bullet journaling and like I'm very flexible with what I actually like structure each week because it can be way too intense. But just like writing something down, releasing whatever's in your mind or goal setting, I find so much better pen to paper and we like get hit with 60 to 90,000 bits of information a day. And with all those will be like to de- delete them, distort them and sort yeah. them so like how is your mind ever going to hang on to anything important when you're just typing it? The energy behind writing, I think we could probably all agree. And also, shout out to people with good writing skills and both of you, Kim, obviously I know cuz I've seen her writing in person, but Megs when you posted your Thanksgiving cooking schedule, it was like <laughs> the most beautiful font and I'm just like,
1: yeah, Meg just a beautiful handwriting. No, <laughs> it's Kim, gorgeous. you have beautiful handwriting, but thank you yeah that's yes. I was gonna say like my like I love that writing and I'll say for anybody who's weird like me that extends to like doing math for fun if there's anybody else like there I do calculus for <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it keeps me sharp it keeps I do Good for you and Good but it's you. but it's like the pen and I never connected that like you know when I when you say pen to paper the first thing I think of is like writing or journaling or you know creative writing storytelling that kind of yes. but as I'm thinking about it like I do a lot of art pen to paper or pencil to paper or pencil crayons so like i think that we can expand that almost to like coloring or painting totally you know 100 making schedules like a crazy person so yes well i I find
0: that that that's that's why i like with my journal like i when i first started journaling in like high school i was like very nervous i think about the idea of putting my thoughts to paper and so i Mm -hmm. had opted for like a app on my laptop that I could password lock that I was like journaling in so it was typed and I like eventually after like I think the first six months or so I switched to a journal and like as I got a lot more comfortable with it I swapped to the like pen to paper approach a big part of my journaling now is keeping these like receipts and like I I was with Anthony last, the other weekend and we went we had did like a photo booth and I Aww. kept yeah. these things and I'll like I have this like box kind of beside my journaling corner of my room. That's full of just like pretty paper scraps and things like that. And I'll like make like little, like I'll just make little like, collages and like put things in and like that creative process of like making a nice little page in my journal and like gluing things down and cutting things out and like linking it to like my memories and like things that are important to me is like another really (laughs) important part of my like journaling process and like it makes it so much nicer for me to like go through and like remember all these like little like just like pretty things they've got like little ticket stubs and stuff like that glued in my journal so I feel like that kind of ties into the Pen to paper.
1: Yeah, nobody look at Kim's journal, especially if you're just getting into it. I'm sure Anthony, yours is beautiful. Don't don't look at people who've been journaling for ten years because then you'll be like,
0: (laughs) mine doesn't look like that. But
2: that's such a good tip. My.
0: my like my nightmare is someone ever looking at my journal so like even when i show people those spreads it's like i quickly open it <laughs> yeah, like Kim, don't read better, what's around it you but. better outlive
1: me because that's the first thing i'm coming after and i feel like that will keep you to outlive. it's okay me. i remember I like I, I
0: i really i really felt for a long time that i was like burr i it my will like, burn my journals with me but like the older <laughs> i've gotten and like the further, <laughs> the further...
2: Kim, we can write, like a play a movie so like we'll give your family the royalties but like give us the content
0: yeah. well that's that's kind of where i've got to is like as the years have gone on and i've gotten like more distant from like the things that i've journaled about in like previous right. years yeah. i'm kind of like no this is all like this is such movie. good content for the movie, <laughs> yeah, and like an inevitable like uh, memoir that someone writes about me. So I now feel that I will like I will be donating my journals to science <laughs> to the and- society.
2: <laughs> well, th- we always joke our friends and I like again like at the photo booth or like we see a leaf on the ground or a flower and we're like oh my god Cammy here take your journal. <laughs> and, like, we always a photo for it, but like. Or you're, you're going to be the one laughing from beyond the grave when, like, your stories sell millions and no one has taken pen to paper or <laughs> stored a memory. So, you know, keep being quirky, Kim. Well, we love you for it. And,
0: thank you. Well, and you, you know what? Yeah. It's so funny because I think in, like, our circle of friends, too, something that comes up often is, like, the amount of times someone has been like, Kim, tell us a story about us. Because, like, <laughs> I... i remember a lot of like really specific details about things that have like happened before and like i've always generally been someone who's like pretty good with names but i think a big part of why i can remember those details is because i journal them and like that commits it to my memory yeah and so like all these like little things that i like collect and stuff i feel like ultimately just like also help to make my brain sharper to those kind of things if that makes sense no for 100 percent because it keeps you in that present
1: and think about when you studied in university a lot of people's study tactics have to do with writing it down and it's taking that Mm. information processing rewriting it in your own words so yeah that's you're just studying your life and you're doing great
0: Oh my God. I love that. A study of my life. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, I go, I go in and out of like how regularly I journal, but like, which is, I mean, that's kind of interestingly ties into my last tip, which is like, even small steps are better than no steps at all. And that's something that, Obviously applies really broadly to anything, but I've always made it a focus to remember that specifically when it comes to exercising. And I find it really helps me to like get into routine and actually make progress. I remember a few years ago, I was out of university. I really wasn't in a routine of working out anymore. And when I decided I wanted to, you know, get back in shape again... I decided I'd adopt this like mindset of as long as I show up at the gym four to five times a week, doesn't matter what I do, just do something. And that has helped me so much to keep that routine up for years afterwards because I give myself that uh, permission to say sometimes a walk and a stretch is what I need, and sometimes it's a kickboxing class, but both are steps towards a healthy life. And like that's what I want for myself. So both options are great. You, you know, you don't have to go hard every day and like giving myself that flexibility as is the theme of this episode, yeah. has like helped me to be more consistent with my routines because I remember that like a little bit is still better than nothing and those little things pile up to something greater. And I think too, like a little
1: side note about this too, is when you are taking those small steps is not to talk about them with other people because it's been scientifically that.
2: Oh my proven
1: that when you <laughs> say, oh, I go to the gym four or five times a week, when you talk about that, it almost gives you permission to not go because in your mind you've you've vocalized it, you've said it, and your brain almost ticks it off as done. So this okay, is a well, really just private. Just kidding, then everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: go to the gym
1: for the I, I mean, when you're starting
0: something, Kimberly, <laughs> not now.
1: But I mean, when you start off, right, that you before because it's easy to talk about it before you start, and so you kind of yes. hang back from from that talking and you just do it quietly slowly. Yes, you've got
2: to protect your energy. I grew up in a very like private family where the mantra from my mom was don't tell anyone anything ever, which is very extreme. But like (laughs) truthfully, like A It's
1: not she's not wrong.
2: (laughs) She's not wrong. You don't want bad energy from people on it. You don't want people tearing down your goals. You know, people are inherently like comparing, right? So like it's great to share things, but I think like I don't know, I'm a big fan of like share it when it's done and settled and whatever. And then like yeah, it's you a know, portfolio. It's not
1: a work in it. progress. This is my portfolio, bitch. This is what I've done this yeah. year. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Get competitive. <laughs> okay, Maggie, what's your last life hack for us? Flyers, research, and planning your food. So this is for everyone who grocery shops for themselves, but a huge life hack that has saved us like a really good deal of money. And I don't mean like aggressively planning where you have all three meals planned out and you know exactly what you need to buy, but planning with flyers. So you see what is on sale, what what deals there are, and your flyers for your local grocery store are usually available online each week. And you save money and you create this relationship with the food that you eat. You become conscientious. And depending on where you live, you know, you can extend it and make more than one stop. And don't be afraid to make more than one stop. I think that depending on how your parents grocery shop, that's one of those things that you have no idea how it, it impacts exactly how you shop, but it's something to explore on your own. You know, I'm very fortunate here in Waterloo. We have a fresh market year round, minutes from my house. So I'll go there for my fresh produce. We go to Walmart for our pantry goods because it's the cheapest. And then Sobeys for our meat and dairy because I'm a snob about my meat and I like (laughs) high quality meat. And so we go there. Other good thing that comes from this is that when you plan, you keep this idea in your mind all week. Okay, so one day I'm going to do this, one day I'm going to do that. And it really helps deter you from last minute eating out, which A, isn't good for you. And B, you end up spending a lot more money doing that. And I must stress, this is really a journey. Like many other things, it takes so much time for you to figure out your own groove of how, where to go, when to shop, what's the best evening for me to shop. But you start to feel accomplished and really proud of yourself. And you'll be eating better. You're more consistently eating. And then you become a flyer snob, which is like the best thing ever. (laughs) And it's totally a real thing.
2: Oh, okay. I love that. And I have a question because I saw your Instagram story. I want to say it was yesterday and it was that the rest of her family is not feeling well after now you're feeling better. And first of all, I hope that they all get better soon. (laughs) But (laughs) you whipped out like the most beautiful charcuterie board spread that I've ever seen. So if (laughs) I'm Meg's and I'm going shopping and I'm running my list and I'm, you know, like, is that something that you always like have in stock or is it that you wanted to make something special for your family? Like is your grocery list just very intricate normally or is it mostly just like I'm doing something special? So what's in, that like?
1: in this case, like, yes, we usually have a lot of we love cheeses. We love meats. Um, my husband is German and they do a lot of what's called Broadsight, which is like charcuterie. And nice. being Polish, we do kind of a charcuterie, but for breakfast. And so that's oh. part of my culture of eating anyways. I did happen to do a photo shoot for a client of mine who does professional grazing boards at Graze This, everybody. Lisa's great. Free free advertisement there for her if you're in Toronto. <laughs> but so we did have a, a little bit more than we usually do. And so then everybody got spoiled. But yeah, I, I determine what like we don't spend nothing on food. Like I, I love mm-hmm. food a little bit too much. I love my soft cheeses. I love my my parm. You know, parmigiano is like the most expensive thing ever. And every time I buy a triangle for $17, I'm like, okay, um, that's fine. <laughs> but it's, it's about choosing the type of food, you know, there's we don't buy anything frozen. We don't buy anything really processed. And so everything is fresh. And when you make it yourself, it takes more time. But I find that it saves you kind of in the long run,
0: health-wise and money-wise. Yeah, I love okay, that. And I that's feel like cool. that's... Thanks for
2: breaking that down for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's like something that like, especially because like right now I'm still at home. So like my meals are like largely like in line with my family's, I guess. Like we eat dinners together most nights. And so like meal planning and and prepping in like a proper sense like obviously like I kind of handle my breakfasts and lunches for the most part but like those like the dinner planning and like just like having that more like I don't typically grocery shop in like a true sense of it and that's something that I'm like excited to get into when I move out or I guess get back into because I I was moved out for like six years but like not in a university sense like in a truly adult sense actually star meal planning adult kitchen you
1: have your adult pantry it's interesting how how far understanding of like disordered eating has come from. Like, you know, when I say disordered eating, you automatically think of like very severe cases, but you'd be surprised at what's kind of considered disordered eating and how it gets down to the relationship you have with food. And so when you get the opportunity to handle your own food, you know, it's knowing everything that you have, going through your fridge once a week, cleaning it out, checking out expiration dates, and then keeping a list of things that didn't make it. So emotional shopping, I'm a big emotional shopper. My dad and I growing up, we would do the groceries together. And so it's taken a couple of years for me not to emotionally shop and to really sit down and plan and think about it so that I don't get there and get overwhelmed when I see this this particular product or or this, you know, that I have my kind of lists or and they're loose lists. Of course, you don't remember everything. And so it's a good mm-hmm. starting point for that relationship and the the money aspect of it, which is huge, food is getting pricier and pricier, right?
2: Well, and they set well, up for sabotage at the grocery stores with like all the <laughs> like beautiful prepared stuff that's right at the front. And yeah. I like there's been studies that like, you know, of course how they lay out the store, which like they're a business, of course they're gonna want you to spend the most money. But I, I appreciate what you say about emotional eating and like not also shopping when you're hungry because then it's just like, well, let me spend $250 today on things that I don't actually need just because I'm starving.
1: Right, yeah, eat before you go, that's lesson number one. There, yeah and use your flyers people find a flyer find your coupons <laughs> like this is this is the era for for saving money on We're an our app coupon or era.
2: newspapers so yes, i usually just area. like go
1: online and so i'll search like sobeys flyer walmart flyer and then it'll come up as a pdf and you can just scroll through And then from Mm -hmm. that, like, mine's a pretty extensive kind of algorithm, but once I go through the flyers, then I kind of have an idea okay, this is on sale, this is on sale. I know my pantry stores, like, I keep lists of what I have in my pantries mentally, and then what I do then is I'll go on Pinterest, or I'll get my cookbooks out, or I'll ask the house, you know, is anybody feeling anything in particular? And if it works with the flyers, then it's not keeping you in this, like, little box of food, it's every week- things go on sale differently and that allows you to have a variety in what you're eating if you're like me and can't eat the same things every day.
2: An inspiration you are. (laughs) I love it.
0: I actually have one more question for you guys before we move on to our math because this was on my mind like quite a bit when I was prepping for this episode. Is there a wellness tip or like a piece of self-care that you wish was part of your routine but you just like struggle to master for me it's meditation like i know how good it is for you and i know how difficult it's supposed to be when you're first starting learning the process of quieting your mind but no matter how hard i try to go through a phase of being super good with it i then just like completely drop off the wagon and don't (laughs) do it for months and months so like do you have anything (laughs) like that for you that you're just like i know that this would be good for me but i just like I'm struggling. Yes, for
1: me, I hate to say this, but it is journaling. Mm-hmm. I have so many things that I do daily. Like I'm a little gremlin robot and I'm very disciplined, <laughs> but for whatever reason, journaling in the last few years has been extremely difficult. And it's because I have friends who journal incredibly and I'm just like
2: Kim ah. Kim setting unrealistic <laughs> standards in the journaling community. Yeah, and my as other usual.
1: one of my other good friends, she's a calligrapher, and so her spreads Ooh. are like, ah, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, this is a work of art. And so that's that's mine. I'm I'll get there. I will.
2: I, I think for For me, what I have trouble with the most, it's more so it doesn't bug me too much because it was really just sort of a fad, but intermittent fasting or intermittent, I can't even say that word properly, but... What I found the most difficult about it is just, like, I'm a breakfast person, and I know know a lot of people aren't, but I, like, really crave a solid breakfast, especially because I work out early. And then what I ended up realizing is I've done a lot of work with my naturopath and stuff and, like, testing DNA and, like, what are the best habits for my body. And then, like, she came back and she's like, you're a a three-meal-a-day person. And I was like, thank you for validating this because it was, like, torture trying to fast. Or I did a 24-hour fast one time. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like spiritual but I'm like I can't do anything (laughs) close to death right so that's my beef with the fasting community so (laughs) hit me up if you want to argue because I'm ready to fight
0: (laughs) no I totally agree I'm I'm the exact same like I am a the I wake up and the first thing I think about is what I'm going to eat for breakfast and so waiting until like 11 o'clock in the morning noon to eat was so hard for me and like I find it a bit easier to go like eight to whatever it is like eight to four and like not eating in the evenings but I still find that I need to be on that like three meal a day like it just intermittent fasting does not work for me it didn't work I tried You know. Also, guys,
1: fasting is coming from certain parts of the world. And if you are not descendant of that part of the world, then you know, it's built into cultures for thousands of years. Mm. And for my Italian and super white Kimberly friends (laughs) here, it makes sense (laughs) that you are not biologically set up. Yeah, but I do like speaking of fasting, I do like fasting before I work out like doing just something yes. very small i feel like that is
0: is a good kind of yeah fasting. if i eat too close Agreed. to working out i will throw up but if yeah. i yeah. eat Sabotage, nothing before yeah. working out i'll also <laughs> want to throw up yeah i know okay
1: and on that note
2: <laughs> it does <laughs> wrap up, up. <laughs> <laughs> before
1: yeah, this gets vomiting. gross yeah this does wrap up this portion of the episode and anthony will be joining us for Philomath today so without further ado
2: on to the Philomath. oh uh, <laughs> Take My it away God. Kim That was
0: okay. great. Yeah. Alright That was amazing Okay So today's Philomath Comes from John Green's book The Anthropocene Reviewed Which I highly Recommend for anyone Who's looking for Like easy to digest Nonfiction It's a basically Like the Anthropocene Is like the era Of the earth where like humans have existed basically and so he just like it's literally him reviewing things that like i don't know like i think he reviews like diet dr pepper in one thing but they're really interesting stories (laughs) anyways
1: pause there is no No. way that if i saw that book title that i could read an anthropocene like fuck no i already know that that's a mess (laughs) don't know how to spell it and yeah Yeah, like
2: what does that mean
0: (laughs) it literally it literally is like a
2: summary yeah
0: Yes. So like, anyways, it's super interesting. It actually won the Goodreads like nonfiction book of the year last year. But anyways, I'm going to quote him directly here because I thought that this like passage was super interesting. And he was in this chapter, he was reviewing the pandemic or like pandemics in general. Mm -hmm. And this is anyways, this is what he had to say. He said, let's imagine Earth's history as a calendar year with the formation of Earth being on January 1st and today being December 31st at 1159 p.m. So we're at at like the end of the calendar year. Yeah. The first life on Earth emerges around February 25th. Photosynthetic organisms first appear in late March. Multicellular life doesn't appear until August or September. The first dinosaurs show up about 230 million years ago, or December 13th in our calendar year. The meteor impact that, that ends dinosaurs happens around December 26th, and Homo sapiens, us, aren't part of the story until December 31st at 1148 p.m. Oh my God. So (gasps) like if you're ever stressing up. up, Yeah. (laughs) Literally like we we are kind of mind blowing. Yeah. It really puts into perspective how like new humans are to the earth and a large part of like this analogy was saying how like as much as humans are destroying the earth with our environmental impact right now, it, it is actually like we are destroying ourselves because the earth is going to survive us. We might damage it a ton on the way, but it's going to survive and it's us that aren't going to make it. But my point to this was (laughs) that if you're ever stressing about your goals or your wellness routines, just remember we as individuals and as a collective are very, very new to this planet we live on and we're all just trying to figure it out as we go. So don't be too hard on yourself. Oh, I love that.
2: You want to know what that makes me think of, Kim? And that's a great way to end this off. Quit that job eat that ice cream go for that bun do that (laughs) yoga do that journaling because you want to know what life is too damn short
1: and touch your motherfucking toes
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and make that million dollars (laughs) we could Uh, go on we could be here for hours (laughs) yeah
1: we could be here all right anthony before we finish up the episode we just wanted to say thank you again for joining us and i know some of our listeners are wanting to keep following you and your career journey so can you please share with us where everyone can find you online
2: Absolutely, and what a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me, and to anyone that wants to follow along my journey, my Instagram and my TikTok are probably the best places to find me, and I'm going back to my username, which is just my name, at Anthony Tamiza, T-O-M-I-Z-Z-A, where I post about men's lifestyle, lifestyle in general, fashion content, and soon-to-be some coaching content, and if anyone is in the Toronto area on November 19, I'm actually speaking at a conference, the Speaker Slam Momentum Conference, and it's going to be all about how authentic Authenticity can accelerate your life. So, super excited for that opportunity. And you just never know if any listeners want to make it out there. And lastly, I just wanted to tie this all up from one end to this end and say, Mi chiamo Anthony e adoro il podcast di At Wits End. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody oh, who doesn't
1: speak Italian, my name is Anthony and I adore this podcast.
2: Period.
0: <laughs> I love that. And while we're in the business of following Anthony, make sure you you're also following us on instagram at at and podcast and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, we love you forever if you left us a rating and review and if you're listening on spotify make sure you're following us so you can keep up on the latest episodes and until next time bye bye anthony say bye like that bye vita